welcome to the OC podcast, a series run and presented by the team at outdoorceremonies.co.uk. I'm Sophie Easton and I'm the founder of Outdoor Ceremonies Limited. We are passionate about all things ceremony, celebrating life, love and nature. So this podcast is for anyone planning an outdoor ceremony and for those who work in the wonderful world of outdoor events. We hope you'll find something to inspire your own ceremony or business. And if you're planning an event, be sure to visit outdoorceremonies.co.uk to browse a whole range of venues, celebrants and suppliers. Hello and welcome back to the OC podcast. Today we're continuing with our mini-series, The Ultimate Guide to Blank Canvas Weddings, aimed at couples who are planning a completely personalised and self-designed outdoor wedding. So in this mini-series, we're covering a range of topics to help you plan, budget and personalise every aspect of your day. And joining me for this is our expert in the field, Carrie-Anne Levitt of Bespoke Events Management and Littleton Manor Farm in Surrey. So Carrie-Anne, thank you for joining us again. Hello, Sophie. It is lovely to be back. Amazing. So today we're talking about wedding budgeting, perhaps not everyone's favourite topic when it comes to wedding planning, but really it's the first thing you'll need to sit down and do once you've got engaged and before you start looking at venues and suppliers. So let's talk about setting a budget to start with. Of course, it's important first and foremost to know what your budget is from the beginning. So how much you can afford and how much you actually want to spend on the wedding. Um, and I expect you're going to say to this, how long is a piece of string? Um, but is there, would you say there's a ballpark figure that couples need to set aside for a blank canvas wedding? It's yes, I would say that's the number one thing that you really need to think carefully about. And it it is different for everybody. Some people have been dreaming about their wedding day since they were young. And for them, this is like the biggest and best party they're ever going to have. Whereas other people take a slightly different view in the fact that it is one day only. Um, so without breaking the bank and spending your life savings, I would say realistically for planning your own like, beautifully bespoke outdoor wedding, you probably need to be looking at somewhere between 17,000 and 20,000. That bearing that in mind, most of our couples have probably spent between 20,000 and 35,000. Obviously, the idea being behind the bespoke wedding is that different couples spend different amounts on different things according to how they envisage their big day and what's important to them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I suppose budgeting is one of those things where you can set a budget. But it's very, very easy to go over that, um, especially when you get nearer the big day and you've got lo- lots of little extras that you want to add. A hundred percent. And it's such a it's such an emotive experience as well. It's such an emotive event. And I think, mm. you know, couples put so much thought on the fact that it should be the most important day of their life, yeah. um, not only for them, but for their friends, their family. So there is quite a lot of pressure as well, I think. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And and can we assume that outdoor blank canvas weddings are cheaper than those held at a designated wedding venue? Or is that a bit of a misconception? So very interesting, the word cheaper. Mm. Um, So would I say it was cheaper than going to a traditional wedding venue? Not always. Mm. However, what we can offer is probably a lot better value. And I'll explain what I mean by that. So whilst 
realistically, you are probably looking at between 17, 20, 25,000 pounds to create a beautiful bespoke outdoor wedding. If you compare that to a wedding venue, they will stipulate their preferred list of suppliers that you need to work work with. Um, And one thing that people may or may not know is that within those preferred suppliers, they have agreements in place between them and the venue that if they get booked, there is probably a percentage of that that goes to the venue. So, and also think about things like the bar at a venue, like all pubs, bars, restaurants, we know that the markup on the sale of alcohol is huge. It's something like 200%. Mm. So when we're looking at cheaper versus value, whereas we might be the same or perhaps the same as a venue, where we can offer better value is that looking at each element, you get much, a much higher quality. Mm. So for example, we don't charge any corkage on couples bringing alcohol for their wedding. So you could go to somewhere like a Majestic or an independent wine merchants perhaps or a supermarket and pay somewhere between eight and 12 pounds for a bottle of wine. And you know, that's, you know, a decent standard, something that you would open with dinner at home. And per glass, um, you know, that breaks down to hardly anything. Whereas if you go to a venue and they are charging you, say, six, seven, eight pounds per glass of wine, it's probably going to be a wine that maybe retails between five and seven pounds. So it all depends on what your priorities are. But I would definitely question the, the, the cheap versus the value of what you're getting. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point, because I suppose it's easy to look at whether something is expensive or cheap without actually looking into the detail of what you're getting for that money. Absolutely. Very, very good point. So in terms of how much you'd actually pay for your venue if you're going for a blank canvas wedding, um, I think it differs, doesn't it, with different venues. So some will offer the option of a land hire only fee and then you can do what you want pretty much within that space. Others will offer the option of packages that might include things like their recommended suppliers or on-the-day coordination, various other things as well. What would you say are the pros and cons of of going for each of those options? So I would say for a blank canvas venue that's maybe offering it on a land hire-only basis, most couples that we meet have never planned a wedding before. So whilst you're perhaps looking at the cost of land hire, somewhere between, let's say, £2,000 and £7,000 um, for a three-day hire, and that might seem, you know, good value or, you know, not, not that much, it's everything else around it that you really need to take into consideration. So for, you know, a company like us, we are used to doing this day in, day out. We know who, you know, high-quality deliver uh, you know suppliers are that we know are going to deliver on the day Um, Mm. and we also know the order of how things need to get booked what you expect to pay for them we also understand the level of service that we expect them to deliver whereas for you know a couple that are just starting out on their wedding planning journey they have no idea and it can be very challenging and very overwhelming Mm. so the land hire only I would be cautious about how confident that couple are um, in their in how they're going to, to plan it. Um, I would say there are also some blank canvas venues that offer 
event management or coordination as well. And that largely falls down to kind of two different options. Um, one option being a venue owner managed option, which I would exercise a certain level of caution with. Typically, these tend to be landowners who are looking for ways to utilize their outdoor space and to make some extra income. Um, anyone who's seen uh, Jerry Clarkson's farm knows the trial and tribulations that farmers in the UK have to basically make ends meet and to make a living. So that's what a lot of landowners are looking to do. However, they are not event planners. Um, <laughs> so bear that in the back of your mind. Um, it does take a certain amount of skill and knowledge and expertise. Mm. Another option would be, you know, similar to what we do, is event management coordination is offered. Um, and we actually offer it on kind of three different levels, really. We do have, you know, some couples that perhaps work in the industry or have friends, family that work in the industry. They go, uh, actually, do you know what? We actually know people who have marquees, toilets, generators, they're well-versed in it, they're used to planning this festival, etc. So on that basis, that would provide us the level of comfort that actually they know what they're doing and we only need to give a, a light touch. Then there is probably the next level up from that where actually the couple maybe want to do a lot of the logistics and planning themselves, but they need help finding those really good suppliers um, that are going to help bring their day together and that are going to offer a high quality product or service and deliver on the day. Then there is kind of the next level up from that, which is really the end-to-end -end event management solution where we would sit down with a couple and, well, number one, stop the budget. Number two, help set the creative strategic direction. I know that sounds very formal, but basically, how are you going to create a wedding that is completely unique to you as a couple that incorporates everything that you think is special fun wow because it's different for everybody and mm. we really help to kind of like tease that out of our couples to create a day that's really them mm. um so and then you know we we help with everything then from you know creating timelines of when deposits need to be paid when the balance needs to be paid helping review contracts um you know making suggestions about you know how to manage the invitation process we, for some couples we even set up a bespoke mailbox for them so we take we take full control of everything and then we provide them with a weekly monthly update they don't need to worry about anything um so there's kind of three different options there um that we like to you know offer for our couples depending on the level of support they want and need mm, and I guess that again comes down to budgeting doesn't it because you have to work out how important that level of coordination and planning is to you. If you're a couple who already has a really great vision for what you want your wedding day to look like, or perhaps, you know, you've got your own experience or background in some sort of event management, you, fight, you might feel quite comfortable with having a land hire only and putting your own, you know, working on it yourself or getting your friends and family involved. But if it's really important to you that you've got someone there who can coordinate the whole thing for you, then mm -hmm. spend, that, spend money on that because that will be money very well spent on the day so that you're not stressed and running around and trying to sort everything out yourself. Exactly. Exactly. It's funny. I was actually talking to um, another event planner that I know in the industry. She's venue based and she's getting married herself in September. And we were joking because 
I think the misconception for, you know, perhaps going to her wedding would be, oh my goodness, she's such an amazing event planner. She's so organized. Her wedding is going to be like organized, with, you know, to the nth degree. It's going to be beautiful. And we sat down over a glass of wine and I was like, can I ask, do you actually enjoy planning your own wedding? And she was like, Carianna, I cannot tell you. I'm so busy at work. The last thing I want to do is come home and plan my own wedding. And we laughed because it's so yeah. completely true. Just like a chef, yeah. they don't want to go home and cook. They go home and have toast or a pot noodle. So, <laughs> or even just like, you know, someone to bounce ideas off. And that's why we work very, very differently to say like traditional wedding planners where, you know, charging a percentage of the overall wedding cost, there is that option there. If it's just, please, can you help us manage the marquee, the caterers, the toilets, the generator? We're very, very flexible and transparent. And all we do is charge a 10% fee of what that supplier charges. Mm. Um, so, you know, there's no risk of them getting, you know, billed for loads and loads of time. So mm. that's, yeah, it's all about flexibility for us. Mm. Yeah. And it's a question of how much time you've got to plan your own wedding as well. That's another thing you need to consider as well as money. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. So clearly you've worked with a lot of couples who are planning a blank canvas wedding and you work with them from start to finish. So from your experience, what would you say is the biggest stumbling block that people come up against when it comes to budgeting? I think probably being realistic about how much things actually cost. Mm. Um, flowers is a big one always and the price, the price of flowers has gone up quite a lot. Mm. Um, I mean, realistically, your florals are going to cost you I'd say about £3,000 minimum, which is a lot of money. Um, I think the amount of uh, staff that you will need on, on the day to help run things as well, I think that's something that always gets forgotten about. And again, staffing costs have gone up and are expensive. Um, I guess, yeah, being just being realistic about how, things, how much things cost. And the hardest thing is when you start planning a wedding, no one has any idea. You can compare it to, I don't know, a couple's wedding, friend's wedding that you went to last summer. But I guess it's a bit of a taboo, isn't it? Being like, so how much did your wedding cost? Um, it's quite a, you know, something that people don't really like asking. Mm. Mm. Um, but, and it, you know, we deal with all kinds of different wedding budgets. Um, mm. I think that's, like you said earlier, there is that still that misconception that getting married in the middle of a field is going to be the cheap option. But if you consider all of the elements that you've you've got to hire and bring in and coordinate, it's not you know it's, it's not really surprising that it is um, it is the you know it can be a slightly more expensive option than going to I don't know maybe a pub that's got a nice garden um, or something or something like that. So what I'm thinking now is that couples <clears throat> need to start with a very good spreadsheet where they list all of the different things that they're going to need to pay for and then perhaps researching or asking somebody asking the venue is probably the best bet isn't it you know how much can I expect to spend on all of these elements and if you're imagining you know getting married at a hotel or something where you pay a package let's say you pay a package of 15,000 or something like that have a look at what they list within that package and what you get for that fee if you're going for a blank canvas wedding where you're just paying for the to the land hire, you're going to have to pay for pretty much all of those things separately yourself, like staffing is a very good example. 
Exactly. And, you know, going back to that, that venue, say if it is cost you £15,000, it's a well-oiled machine, yeah. which is great in terms of we know those costs are fixed. We know that it works. They, you know, they're used to working with their timings, but it is a very different offer, offering. It is more like what, you know, it's very formulaic. It's more of that cookie cutter wedding. So it really comes down to what you actually want your big day to be like. Mm. Um, but something that we we try to help all of our couples from the outset is because you know, we have standard prices for how much everything costs. We know that a Capri marquee is going to be somewhere between, you know, I don't know, two thousand, three thousand pounds. We know that a teepee is going to be somewhere between six and eight, a sailcloth between eight and twelve. So we can kind, you know, we try to educate and guide couples as much as we can. Mm. But the beauty of a blank canvas wedding is that you can prioritise what's really important to you. So for some people, it's all got to be about having fantastic drinks, not that fussed about the food, but they want a really good DJ and band. So in that case, we help them, we guide them, build everything around those priorities, um, which I guess is something that you don't really get with a venue because those costs are fixed. Mm, yeah. And also your priorities don't need to don't necessarily have to be expensive things. I mean, I'm thinking of, say, who the person who conducts your wedding. So if you if you're choosing a celebrant, for example, um, or a minister, if, if you're uh, religious, for some couples, that's the most one of the most important decisions that they want. They have to make for their wedding day. Who's actually going to be standing up there and marrying us and personalizing our wedding ceremony? But mm. actually, that cost is very low when you look at the overall cost of a wedding. A hundred percent. It is. It's very, you know, com- comparatively to like the catering costs are a big one. Obviously, the marquee and ultimately the wedding day is about how you feel. It's about how you make your guests feel and having a really personal, beautiful, celebrant led service that is kind of like digging into the past and how that couple met and their childhood and their relationships and all of that. It's so incredibly personal. And that's the general feeling that people are going to be holding on to and will take away from that day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's very helpful if your priorities are not expensive things. Of course, sometimes they will be, um, but it's different for every (laughs) couple, as you say. So let's talk about couples that don't really have much of a budget, um, but they still want to have a big and beautiful blank canvas wedding. Can you offer any kind of cost cutting advice for those couples? Absolutely. Um, I would say, I mean, outdoor outdoor weddings, typically you are kind of have a bit of a limited window of when you do them. So sadly, you know, looking out of season, so to speak, isn't always an option. And whilst you might save on the land tariff fee, you're then going to have to kind of make up for that in terms of heating, more matting, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, one thing that I always urge couples to really, really think long and hard about is the number of guests that you are actually going to be inviting. Um, we had a lovely couple uh, that we were help planning their wedding, and I think they just decided to invite everyone they knew. It was mm close to 200 people I don't think I I even know 200 people let alone like 200 people enough to want to pay for them to come to my wedding um but they you know there's a few things so really consider the number of guests can you cut down on perhaps the guests that come to the whole wedding day versus guests that maybe just come along for for the evening um 
The other thing you can look at is the timings of your event. Um, it's a long, long day. And I think perhaps that idea of starting at midday and going till midnight, um, you know, couples, there is a bit of a trend now. People are really looking at that and perhaps, you know, pushing it later in the day. The party, the real party is in the evening. Mm. Um, and the longer that you have people at your venue, the longer you've got to feed them and you've got to water them. So think about the timings. We highly, highly, highly recommend a, a mid-afternoon start, canapes, or it doesn't even have to be canapes now. It can just be like some little nibbles, things like strategically placed, beautiful, locally roasted nuts or cheese straws or olives or something like that with a lovely cold glass of fizz as your guests arrive and then look to have your main meal perhaps served early evening and perhaps that's five, five thirty, six o'clock, speeches, food with a view to then the party starting about 7, 7 p.m. and then, you know, going until about midnight. So that is something really, really consider that feeding your guests. Um, if you're also looking to kind of get the most out of your budget, shall we say, that word value coming back again, I would also recommend um, looking at, especially, you know, if you're getting married effectively in the middle of a field, getting a full blown catering company with catering tent can be really costly because, again, you've got the additional hire fees of things like cookers, warming cupboards, deep fat fryers. You're basically trying to create a kitchen in the middle of a field. So looking to work with you know, beautiful artisan food creators in their own right, such as street food vans, um, pop-up food stalls, that kind of thing. They're used to literally working from this, you know, working from a pavement or in a street food market in London. And what they're creating is, you know, the absolute specialists in their own right. So if it's bao buns, they do them really, really well. If it's burgers, they are probably the best burgers you've ever tried. Um, and with that as well, they're used to serving them out of, you know, um, cardboard boxes or perhaps biodegradable cutlery, um, wooden cutlery, and that is also going to save you a lot of a lot of budget because you're not hiring in cutlery, linen, plates, the staff to serve them, to clear them, take them away. Mm. Um, that's another really really big cost. Um, and another another thing that couples can do is to, where you can, look to use things that are maybe secondhand or, or pre-loved as we like to call them and that could go from anywhere from you know decorations to outside seating perhaps you've got someone within your friends or family that's quite handy and is good at making stuff there's loads of stuff you can make out of wooden wooden pallets now mm. um, if you're getting married I'd say probably a bit later in the season check out local like Facebook marketplace eBay look for things that couples have perhaps bought to use on their wedding day that don't need any more because they can't store them so that might be things like umbrellas flip-flops for women once their feet start to ache mm. um what else blankets for the evening you know bespoke kind of like decorations or arches um that kind of thing that's a really really worthwhile exercise to save you some budget um, the other thing as well that you can do, it's not something we've done a lot of, but if you are considering a blank canvas outdoor wedding, is speak to that venue and see if there is an option that you could perhaps share or piggyback off another wedding to split the cost of suppliers or even the marquee. Um, 
a lot of a lot of the you know the, the cost when it comes to hiring in these things is actually the manpower so with a marquee depending on what type of marquee it is it can take a day well over a day to actually put the marquee up and then take it down again yeah. so if you could perhaps you know let's say a couple's getting married on a Thursday could you then perhaps get married on the Saturday obviously there'll be additional paperwork to consider just in making sure that you know from an insurance and liability perspective it goes from one couple to the other mm. um and there's likely to be cleaning and things like that but otherwise you might be able to negotiate a good deal with a marquee company about splitting the price with another couple oh that's a brilliant tip never <laughs> thought of that one before yeah that's that's a really good idea so I think there's a lot of things for uh, a lot of tips there for people to think about if they want to save costs with their blank canvas wedding planning. So thank you ever so much. Absolute pleasure. We are so, so passionate about helping couples get the most value out of their budget. We really, really strongly believe that, you know, you don't need to have 50 grand to create a really beautiful unique wedding it just takes a bit of careful planning and thinking which we're here to help fantastic that sounds brilliant so uh, this that was episode two of the ultimate guide to planning a blank canvas wedding next time we're going to be looking at personalizing your blank canvas wedding space so lots of lovely creative ideas to come very very soon thank you ever so much carrie Ann. lovely to see you again and see you next time Thanks so much, Sophie. See you next time. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what you hear, please do subscribe to the OC podcast and stay tuned for lots more outdoor ceremony advice and inspiration.